Hi, everybody. Today, I have Katie Krieger with me. Welcome, Katie. How are you? Hi, Jocelyn. Thank you. I'm great. I'm happy to be here with you. How are you? I'm great. I'm really glad you're here with me. So I don't know if everybody knows this, but Katie is an actress. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I am an actress and a writer. Um, I fancy myself a character actor. You've seen some of my work, so I think you would attest to that. Um, But tell the audience about your work. Well, I love the the more eccentric and, uh, you know, the various dialects you can use as an actress and the costumes. That's the stuff that really interests me. Um, And actually one of those characters that I created was a – I'm from Los Angeles and I created this sort of Southern New England blue collar woman who was leading a double life and uh, carrying on an affair. And I wrote a screenplay around her and it got into Sundance. The, the We made it, we shot it. And it, fantastic. Yeah, What's the name of it? Year? It's called delivery girl. And I have a feature length version, but, but the project that was at Sundance was the pilot. So it was the um, abbreviated version as it mm-hmm. were. Yeah, You know, you and I were talking the other night about manifesting, Mm -hmm. and that's what this podcast is actually going to be about. And I thought it would be a really interesting take, because when we begin any sort of manifesting, we feel like we're acting. Mm -hmm. And that's what you and I were talking about. And so as an actress, when you have a script that somebody gives you, you have to create that character and become that character. Am I right? Exactly. Exactly. And so with the character that you created, the blue collar worker, uh, the girl, delivery girl, mm-hmm. you had to embody delivery girl as if, and I'm sure she is a part of you. Definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, The place, I think, where everybody gets hung up on manifesting, and you and I are going to go into a little bit more about ghosting, and you were asking me about how you manifest somebody that ghosted you, and we're going to discuss that. But before you can talk about how do I manifest my ex back, how do I manifest someone who ghosted me, or how do I manifest anything, it begins with having an unshakable self-esteem or self-image. And most people, when they hear that, they go, oh my God, but that's the thing that brings you from point A to point C. And it's something that has to be built. And so when we are ghosted or when our ex, you know, breaks up with us and we wind up falling to the floor in a puddle of tears, that's fine because you have to grieve. Yeah. But what you have to understand is when you have a strong sense of self-image or self-esteem, you still love that person, but you don't do the same things that you do when you're coming from a place of desperation. Desperation tells the universe, I don't have it. It screams lack, right? When you're saying, I want, I want, I want. A lot of the reason we want somebody who has ghosted us to call us is because we really like their attention. We don't really even know if we like them. Right. <laughs> okay. True. Yeah. And I have a lot of people that go on first dates, second dates, third dates, and they're like, I really like this guy. You know, I really want to see where it goes. He's okay. He's okay. And then the guy goes some. And then they 
are really upset and they build this idea that they really like this person. They didn't really like this person. They told me that he was okay, right? So that means he's doable. He'll do for now or she'll do for now. But that isn't really what everybody's looking for. They're looking for something spectacular. They're looking for their person. They're looking for that fit. Mm-hmm. And so being ghosted tells you a lot about the other person. They don't have the communication skills to tell you they're not interested, or maybe they're seeing other people, or they're not really sure about how they feel, or maybe they found somebody else, or maybe they're getting back together with their ex. But at the end of the day, what you do with your energy determines whether they call or not, because everything and everyone is connected. So stalking their social media emailing them, text messaging them, trying to do things to get their attention tells them they don't have to lift a finger. They will continue to ghost you because you're doing all the work. But when you have self-esteem or when you have a self-image that is unshakable, you know that that doesn't matter. That person is not the person that's supposed to be in your life. And if they are, they're not going to treat you like that. Because when you have self-esteem, you might be a little bit rocked by it, a little shocked maybe that the person is ignoring you Mm -hmm. and not putting a period after the sentence or a comma or whatever you want to see after that sentence, but you're not going to collapse into a ball of tears, right? Right, right. And the same, and so building a really firm self-esteem is about who are you? Then we ask the question, what do you want? Because when you have that self-esteem and I ask you what you want, you can tell me what you want. It flows off of your tongue like Mm -hmm. butter on a hot griddle. Mm -hmm. You can tell me smoothly exactly what it is that you want. If you stumble a little bit, that's okay. We adjust and we correct those things. But when you are in a place of, I don't have it, I don't need, and you're desperate and you're pulling and you're, they don't have to do anything. Everything is about your energy. And so when you have a self-image, you think to yourself, I'm not going to let them walk on me like that. I don't accept people treating me like that. I want somebody that communicates with me. Thank you for showing me who you are. <laughs> and sometimes you have to understand they don't communicate. They don't talk. They show you in other ways. That's what having a relationship is. It's relating to the person and understanding them for who they are, not trying to change them. Mm -hmm. They automatically change when you change. And you hear me say this a lot. When you change, everything changes. So you told me you went on a, a recent date with somebody and you had a really good time and you liked them. And remember, we're also in the middle of COVID. So we're isolated. So people look a little bit better than they are sometimes, right? When we're isolated. (laughs) And so we think, wow, you know, this is, this is nice. Of course, because you haven't been out of the house in nine months, but (laughs) right. And so you have to be honest with yourself because you didn't really need that person before they came into your life, but it felt really good to have his attention. Sure. It's a little bit younger, a little bit squirrelier. I saw his picture, you know, (laughs) and when you're dealing with somebody that is a little bit squirrely, you have to absolutely be unshakable. You do nothing. Your energy of doing nothing is not chewing your fingernails, doing nothing, not pacing the floors, doing nothing. It's literally doing nothing. It's dropping it. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And what you think to yourself instead is you replace the thought. And you do this in a state where you're calm, your mind is empty, and that way we're not fighting the subconscious mind. I mean, the, the conscious mind, because the conscious mind is bringing up all your fears. Oh, yeah. So this goes, right, and this goes for a lover or an ex that, you know, breaks up with you. In your head, you're thinking, they're out with everybody else. There's some other girl that's prettier, that's thinner, that's whatever, okay? She is, you know, they're just not that into me because I'm not enough. I'm too this. I'm not an, uh, It goes on and on that has to shut off. Yeah. And you have to ask yourself, who am I and what do I want? And if you tell yourself, I don't care. I just want his attention. You're, you're going to get into a really negative cycle. But if you say, you know what, this isn't what I want. This isn't what I signed up for. And I thought we had that conversation in the beginning when we started to talk and we started to date. This person is not a person that I'm going to want to let close to me because I don't like the way that they treat me. Right. You know, ignoring somebody is one of the hardest things to deal with. My mom told me that when I was little. You know, she said, if you really want to get under somebody's skin, ignore them. So ghosting really sucks. Right. Somebody breaking up with you really sucks and it sucks when they're dating other people and it sucks when they don't give you the attention and they don't tell you that you're enough. But when you have self-image and self-esteem, you say, I am enough. There's a problem over here. That person doesn't seem to be able to communicate. I don't want to do this. And you let it go. Right. Right. And what happens is they pick up that energy. And when they feel you drop off the face of the earth, they go, oh, I wonder what Katie's doing. And then you get the text. But then you're still dealing with the same person. Sure. So the person that needs to change is you. When you change, everything changes. Mm -hmm. And this is why they say things like, don't be so willing to text back right away. Don't be so willing to put yourself out there and give yourself up to them and be available because they aren't valuing and cherishing who you are, right? So when somebody goes to you, you you have to default to your self-esteem and your self-image. You have to have that strength. You have to build an image that is that you are the ruler of your world, the God of your world, right? And I, that's not any disrespect or blasphemy against God. What I'm saying is you say what goes, I say right? What goes, right? And so if you look at it in a different way and you're on a date with somebody, mm, you're not really that into them and they ghost you. You're like, whatever, don't care. Oh, that's right. how you have to be. Right. You have to begin to tell yourself because this is how it works. We always tell ourselves something and we repeat it enough and we believe it, right? Mm-hmm. Repetition mm-hmm. and feeling create that state of mind. Mm. So when your state of mind and you're screaming, I'm not enough. See, I knew it. You know, he's not attracted to me. You repeat and repeat and repeat. And it's creating a feeling, a familiar feeling. And it's, you're uncomfortable but you're actually really comfortable in your uncomfortableness. And, you know, because why? Because you don't know what it feels like when you have somebody that's really interested in you and rejection doesn't feel good. Mm -mm. So instead, think about going out with that person and did you really like them? (laughs) 
Did you like the raggedy, shitty clothes they were wearing and how sloppy they were? And maybe they drank too much or didn't drink enough, right? right? Right. Or did you, you see, did they split the bill with you? Did they offer to pay? Did they open the door for you? Did they not? You know, what are the things that are important to you? Mm-hmm. Did they do those things? No, and the no, truth right. is, is you're like, you know what? They lit a spark within me. It's, but that yeah. doesn't mean you give yourself up and your power away to them by saying you are awesome. They're not awesome. Because they're ghosting you. Yeah. There's nothing change, awesome about that. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. So you change your mind. So as an actress, I'm going to put this on you so the audience can listen to this. Yeah. As an actress, you have to write this script. Anybody living their life writes their own script. So if you can really quickly, and I'm putting you on the spot because I want to hear what your self-esteem is built on. Sure. I want you to write a script as to how this is going to (laughs) go. Well, this is all. And I mean, let it rip (laughs) because that's the best way. I got to tell you, this is all part of the story. As you were talking about this, I kept thinking about the actress, Kate Blanchett, and the mm-hmm. reason I kept thinking about her is because, A, she's a phenomenal actress, but there is something about her in her uh, you know, public persona, in how she is in interviews, who she is as Kate, and then how she is in her roles that just feels unshakable. It's like this, this sh- she shines from within and there's this confidence that you can't manufacture right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so her image, and I mean, she's just, she's just seems solid. So she kept coming up in my mind because to be totally honest, like these men, and you know, that I've talked to you about, you really lay it down. They're not worth my time at all. And so maybe that's what the, the trigger is, is like, I'm too good for you. And I haven't heard back from you, huh? So I and think- yes, yes, and your energy. So I want to point out two things. Yeah, please. You just admitted that you choose people that you believe are beneath you because you think it's safer. And then these dudes ghost you or they decide to break up with you and you're like, what? Exactly. So you need to start looking up and start looking and stop looking in the swamp. Right. You're a hundred percent right. I mean, second thing I noticed is you didn't answer my question. You talked about another woman Mm. who, that's exactly what I want you to do, Mm. but I want to hear you embody how this is going to be different. Like, how would you do it differently? And, and, And you could say to me, well, when the guy texts me, you know, I'm, I'm a ghost him. Right. Or, you know, maybe you're just maybe you're going to do the right thing and you're going to say, you know, thanks a lot. I've really had a good time with you. But because I didn't hear from you, you know, it really made me uncomfortable. So have a good life or whatever, however you're going to say it. That's exactly what I want to do, to be totally honest. I want to this is all about owning my voice and owning my power, standing in my power. And this is like, you know, Katie 2.0, I feel since. I met you really, Jocelyn, like all this shape shifting that's happened. And I want this opportunity and maybe there's ego in it. You tell me, but to be able to prove to myself more than anything that I can use my voice here and say, you know, exactly what you said. I had a really good time with you all the times we went out. 
I had a lot of fun with you, but I'm looking for someone who communicates regularly and doesn't drop off the face of the earth. And when you did that, it made me lose my interest, frankly. Exactly. At the end of the day, you really did lose your interest because this is not a person that matches your energy. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And I think that you have grown tremendously because you do the work and you're willing to do the work. And, you know, manifesting is work. It's not sitting on a couch, smoking a joint, having a beer going, yeah, I'm going to win the lottery. And let me tell you that works sometimes. Power (laughs) of belief is amazing. But typically what actually happens is you are in a phase right now and we've talked about this energetically i mean we have we've had so many planets retrograde and direct and i don't know if it, you know a lot of people are really into astrology but mars retrograde is really about us going within and we're waging war upon ourselves and there's nothing wrong with having a dark side there's nothing wrong with having a shadow that shadow can actually be used to propel you forward And what you are doing is facing your shadow, literally just in the past few minutes that we were talking, you were willing to open up about some things. The first thing is, this doesn't feel good to me. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm choosing people beneath me and I never realized it. So I'm going to start looking up, right? And that's more challenging, Katie, because when we look up, we challenge ourselves and we say, God, I'm not sure I can have that. So we start building self-esteem and we say, I can have that. I deserve that. That's what I resonate to. And I'm not accepting any less. And when you do that, the universe goes, mm, no more swamp dwellers, right? <laughs> Love you. No more that, swamp right? dwellers. Yes. That ship sails. Yep. The universe will respond to what your, your belief is, your mind is what you need to fix. When you fix your mind, you change your feelings. Your feelings change your feelings. Okay. Feeling is the secret. Neville Goddard nailed it. Mm -hmm. When you, you know how, you you know, you're sort of hurt because this guy, you should be more like this. This is bullshit. Okay. People that ghost, this is bullshit. Delete, done, block the number, get rid. I I mean, whatever you want to do, I don't care what people do, but the energy behind it needs to be, you know what? This is bullshit. This is not who I am. I don't do this. Done. You erase it and you move on. I mean, you get really clear and centered. The hardest thing is to say no, because you're craving the attention and the validation. Validation you know, from second grade, raise your hand. Yes, you got the answer right. Yay. And they put a star next to your name. We still seek that validation from somebody who doesn't even deserve an ounce of our time. Right. 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 And what is that obsession, Jocelyn? Like the the obsessive loop of to know from a intellectual standpoint, I'm better than this person. I don't have a problem getting mad. That's thankfully not my issue, but it's about the right man. And why is this man who's clearly showing me he's wrong getting under my skin? You know, how do you separate? Because there's an old tape in little Katie, and it could be as simple as the second grade teacher putting a star next to your name. And maybe having somebody next to you yanking that star off of your name and crushing it and stick it in the trash can and saying, you don't matter. You see, the the most important thing I found in life 
is that you need to matter to yourself more than anything else. And then when you do, the people that do matter to you are deserving of your energy. For example, your children, your spouse, your boyfriend. And the question we need to ask when we go into something is, do I matter enough to myself to put myself before this person? What do they smell like? What do they eat? What do they drink? How much do they drink? Do I like the way that they hold themselves? Right? Do I like the way that they speak to me? Do I like the way that it feels to be in their presence? How do they treat their parents, their siblings, their friends? Are they employed? That's a really good one. And do they stay employed? That's another really good one. Because it tells you a lot about somebody. I don't care if they ride a bike or drive a car. Those things don't matter, right? Mm -hmm. What matters is the integrity of the person and Katie's Mm self-image. Self-image is everything. And so whenever we start manifesting, I look at building the self-image of somebody into like a goddess type thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds egotistical and blown out of proportion, but there's a reason we do it. If you were a queen of a kingdom, okay, mm-hmm. you have a responsibility to your people. If you are sloppy with yourself and you allow people to shit all over you, what is your kingdom going to look like? A, a dumpster fire. Exactly. Donald Trump dumpster fire. There you go. And so if you, so there it is. So you have to keep putting yourself on the throne. Every time you make a decision and what begins to happen is your subconscious mind goes, oh, hey, you're a queen, right? And so when you go out with somebody, you say to yourself, this feels really good. I really like this attention and I really like what I'm getting. He's not a fit, you know? And so if it doesn't work, you know, it's okay. But right now I need this and that's okay. You can even be honest with somebody about that. And sometimes the circumstances change because when you change, everything change. changes. Well, and you they got talk it. about that too in, in the 12 steps, which is so much about spirituality and not yes. that you have to be part of that, right? But they say like, I can't change him, but I can change me. Or I can't change fill in the blank, but I can change myself. Exactly. Um, right? And I swear to you, when your energy changes, I'm telling you, everything changes. So let me give you a really good example. So when I do readings, okay, Okay. I am reading your energy. And when we do a reading, we continue to talk. And as we talk, we change the outcome to the reading to reflect what you want. We get you in a state, right? A state of mind creates the feeling. The feeling projects out into the universe. And that is why you attract those things. You're like a magnet right? And so what I get a lot is two months will go by and somebody will come and they go, nothing's happening. Nothing's coming to fruition. Like it's my problem, right? (laughs) And so I say, okay, what have you done to change your life? What have you done to change your mind about how you perceive this situation? Because most of the time what we think isn't really happening. You know, I mean, the other person is not romantically happy. They're not having this passionate wild sex and they're not, you know, madly in love. They're just trying to fill a void. You know what I mean? Nine times out of 10, that's what we find. But we're constantly looking at them. And I tell them, this is how timing works. When you give up, when you just let go 
of all of that stuff, of looking at their social media, of needing them to give you that validation and attention. When you say, I don't need that anymore. I'm done. I'm so tired. Please bring me somebody new. Mm-hmm. The universe gives you this really wonderful thing because you gave up, you let go of the ugly stuff. And you know mm-hmm. what happens? Mm-hmm. I am telling you, I have seen it for 40 years. The person comes back and they're different. And they're different because you're different, because you don't believe anymore that you're less than, that you're not good enough, that you're not enough. You know you're enough. Because you actually get to the point where you're like, dude, you are not that great. You know, you put your pants on just like everybody else. You pee, you eat, you do all the things that all human beings do. And sometimes you stink. And so, you know, I love all of that about you, but the way you're treating me, mm -mm, I don't accept it. So we go back to, to rewire your neural networks that were created when you were really little takes bypassing the conscious mind. Okay. And you got to get into that subconscious mind. And that subconscious mind is like this beautiful child. Mm -hmm. And when you say to the subconscious mind, God, I'm really hurt. The subconscious mind creates this energy in your stomach and you've got the butterflies and you've got cramps and your heart aches and you cry. Mm. And when you say to the subconscious mind, I really want to let this go. I need to let this go. I know that I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I haven't done anything wrong. Mm -mm. Your subconscious mind goes, you're a good person. Mm. And it changes your energy. And is it that simple, Jocelyn? You just talk to it that way? Is that how one gets in there? Oh, I do. Yeah. I created, so I created a subliminal called have what you want. And I created the subliminal when a years ago, and I was bound and determined that I was going to be a commercial real estate broker. And I was going to do the high rise buildings. I had no idea how I was going to get there, but I knew how to build it. Mm -hmm. I knew how to build what I wanted in my mind and in my heart and soul. And I burned for it. And I would sit down on my couch and I said, I'm going to build this. And I'd create it in my mind. I'd know exactly how it was going to be, how my mentor was going to be, what they were going to do for me, how they were going to treat me. And within three months, I'm sitting in my car one day and I'm saying, come on, God, come on, come on, come on. Give me a sign. Boom. My mentor's name pops in my head. He was a huge real estate developer in San Francisco and Los Angeles. And I said, I'm going to call him. And I'm telling you, I basically had to beg this guy, okay, to work with me in the past. And I, and because the the deal that I brought him, the very first deal I brought him was like 7 million. He goes, what am I going to do with this? And that's how he talked to me. Mm. So I got a, so I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to get another one and I'm going to bring him a $50 million deal. My son is, is swimming at the pool. And there's a girl there. She goes, oh, my dad is having so many problems with his 500 acres in Jackson Hole. Do you know anybody who could fund 50 million? I kid you not. Oh, come on. I get on the phone. I call him, right? And he's in a bad mood. He goes, ow. And you could just tell. It was like I was the last person he wanted to talk to. But he took my call. And I was like, how are you? And he said, I've seen better days. And something in me popped in. 
And I went into that, you know, mode that I go into when I'm helping clients. Mm -hmm. And I started to talk to him and I said, you know what, you can do this. There is nothing that stands in your way. Everything about him changed. He said, tell me about the project. He flew up there five days later and gave an offer. Oh my God. And (laughs) when I, and and he was the first person that looked at me and said, you want to earn a half a million dollars a year? You can do that. That's easy. I'm going to show you. (gasps) And he said to me, it's by being absolutely sure and confident that you control the room. And he looked at me and he said this to me all the time. You don't know it, but you control everything everything. You control it all. Your reactions are right. Those actions that you take. And so he would teach me this. And, you know, he dragged me into meeting after meeting after meeting. I used to sweat. I used to shake. I used to have butterflies. I used to feel like I was going to vomit. And, you know, I would have I'd say like, what is a net operating income? Right. He had to explain that to me for three months before I could get my head around it. Mm -hmm. I am not kidding. Mm -hmm. I said to him one day, am I ever going to get it? He said, trust the process. That was his thing. So the market crashes in 2008 hard. And There's a developer that's building the tower at the base of the Bay Bridge called Rincon One. It's the tower that sits, it now has a system tower. Okay. And the guy has no money. Nobody wants to give their money out. They've tabled all their projects. And he says, I'm going to get $150 million in two weeks. Watch me. And I didn't say anything. I was too chicken. So we go to dinner and the developer gets up and I said, how in the hell are you going to do that? He said, I'm going to turn it over to my subconscious mind tonight. And he said, and I know that if I don't have the answer in the morning, I'm going to get it in the next three days. I'm going to keep turning it over to my subconscious mind because I trust the process and it is a process. It works. And I was astonished that a guy that had done 15 high-rise buildings in the downtown CBD of San Francisco and all over the world, right? used this simple thing. Sure. A week later, he had $150 million and he funded it in two weeks. Oh, my God. And Rencon Tower was built. Yeah. He was known for pulling rabbits out of hats because he had a self-image, I am telling you, that was unstoppable. He, did, he was like, no means next opportunity, Jocelyn. Wow. You, you wow. know, so like when I, if I ever said to him, you know, hey, I went out with this guy, you know, and he ghosted me, he would <laughs> say, he would look at me and he would, he would laugh and he would say, sounds like somebody did you a favor. Mm. And I'd be like, why? But that hurts my feelings. He said, no, it doesn't hurt your feelings. It hurts your ego. Yeah. Yeah. But he was like, somebody did you a favor. You have to begin to look at life like that. It's a change in your perception. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so as an actress, and, and this goes for everybody in the audience, we're all actors until we embody it and become it. Right. Right? Right. And so you're the perfect person for us to talk to about because you can actually create this this Katie persona, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When she hears from that ding dong mm-hmm. and he goes, hey, yo, what are you doing? You want to go out? And you, and you think I will hear for him. That's what's so interesting. Oh, I know you will because you're going to shift your energy and that's going to change everything. And he's going to be all dumb and stupid and come back like he can treat you like that. And you're going to turn around and you're going to say, "Mm, no, 
Hell to them now. Yeah, but you know what's so beautiful is you will empower yourself and say, this doesn't work for me. And when I tell you to put a wall up and a period after that sentence, you feel nothing. Mm. After that, it's done. God bless him. It's done. Mm-hmm. You see? I love it. It's like an ex coming back. I really screwed up. Yeah, you did. You also really helped me. There's always a beautiful golden lining when somebody breaks up with us and you can say thank you to them. And sometimes we get back together with them because we want to. And sometimes we don't. And sometimes we try. You see, it's a recipe. And so if we're making brownies, okay, we're not going to put oatmeal in them. Right. Right. And so you have to know the recipe that you're making. But before you know what you're going to bake, you have to have the confidence that you will do it and it will come out exactly as you say it will, because you trust the process. You see, so first we build a self-image. Right. And your self-image says no more guys that ghost. I am looking up now. And like if I asked you right now. What are you looking for oh in a partner? God. Oh my God. What would you say? I'd say, you know what I want? I want a man who I am as excited about as they are available to me. So they have integrity. They're emotionally available. They show up. Integrity is so sexy, particularly as you, for me as a woman, as I mature emotionally, I really want that. Um, they so, meet you where you're at is yeah, what you're saying. And, and they're not afraid to have emotional intimacy. They can have hard conversations. They can, um, they can, sh- they can be in the trenches with me basically. And, and they don't ghost you because no. guys that have integrity will show up even when they say, I don't feel like talking, yeah. but I'm here. Totally. Totally. And they don't send mixed messages. That. No, no. Right. And, and you know, it, what's interesting too, and I want to touch on this cause I think it's hopefully this will help your audience. Um, you talked about how great there, there's always a, lo- a silver lining to the breakup. And I, and I think about, you know, you came into my life during my last breakup and that breakup is deeply painful as it was, as you, and you know, mm-hmm. it propelled me into this journey for lack of a better word, it sounds a little cheesy, but journey of really looking inward and really doing the self work that I thought I'd done and I hadn't done, frankly. Um, and thank God, because mm-hmm. I can look at that situation now and go, oh, no, 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 no. That, all of that does not work for me. And I was dating, this person was punching above their weight. And I was dating, as you said, with in the swamp, which sounds, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's no disrespect to them. It's just different levels of consciousness and different levels of emotional evolution and why am I dipping my toe in that pool? So mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. all to say, you're right. I want someone with integrity. You know, I brought up Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. If I want to channel her, like I channel my other characters with ease, mm-hmm. that person doesn't take bullshit. She mm-hmm, never exactly. take, Right. Yeah, exactly. And there, and there is no disrespect using the analogy of a swamp, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's alligators in the swamp yes. and there's snakes in the swamp. And so I use that term because when you're in the swamp, the water's murky. You want a pristine, clear ocean where you can see the bottom and the fish that are swimming in it. 
You want transparency. You want monogamy. You want commitment. You don't want, hey, I had a really good time with you for these past four or five dates, and I think I'm just not going to call you and tell you I'm not going to call you. Ouch. Yeah. You know, sometimes it burns really badly when somebody goes, look, I just don't think we're a match or a fit. And you're like, oh, why? Right. And then right, you, but you at know, least that person is you, honest, right? You know, at least if they say something instead of, oh, I really missed you when I didn't see you. And then boom, you're gone. Yeah. So I think that the most important thing that we have to recognize when we oh, have somebody that ghosts us is to not get on that train. And that train typically says something like, you know, what have I done wrong? Oh my God, what did I do? And it makes your mind go crazy and control your mind and tell your mind, you know what? This is not the person for me. And when they reach out, because they will, then I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to shut it down. And if you don't want to shut it down, just be wise that they have a history of ghosting. Anyway, Katie, I think you dropped off and I want to say thank you so much for joining me and thanks everybody for listening. I hope you got something out of this and um, we look forward to you listening to our next podcast. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jocelyn.